The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to the Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro in with Mark Avery, and we're from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center, celebrating 15 years in business last month, and we're glad to have you here today. We've been on the air for 10 years. We want to thank all of our listeners and all of our followers, all of our members, all the people who've come through the range and uh, enjoyed the things that we've provided, and we're looking forward to many more years of doing the same. If you'd like to get in here on today's show, please call us here at the studio at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to discuss with you any issues you have relative to uh, buying a gun, taking training, whatever the case might be. If you don't want to call us here at the studio, you can uh, check our website at sim-trainer.com. That's sim-trainer.com. Take a look at our course offerings and the different things we do at the range and see if you fit in in some way. You can visit us at the store, which is located at 2031 Dryden Road, right across from DPNL in Moraine. Or you can call us at 937-293-3914. And we certainly would be more than glad to hear from you. I want to start off today's show by mentioning, as I do so often, that uh, Mark and I spend uh, the week before the show and sometimes weeks before the show looking for different things that we think are relevant to bring to your attention. And it didn't take very long this week for uh, me to find a topic that I think uh, addresses a lot of issues that we talk about on this show. Well, now that we're in the political silly season getting ready for the 2020 election, uh, there is a lot of source material. That's appropriate term, Mark, political silly, and this is silliness. I'm going to start off with the town hall meeting that uh, Fox hosted for Kirsten Gillibrand. Now, pro- some of you are probably wondering why Fox would host a town hall for the Democrats. Well, Fox has offered uh, basically candidates on both sides of the political spectrum and even independents uh, to come on to their show. Many of them choose not to because of uh, fear of what they think the orientation is, but Fox um, gives them an open forum. They allowed people in the audience to ask questions. There were some pre-staged questions. They even allowed uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, who's a senator from New York, um, to come on. And within a 30 seconds of coming on, she, she bashed uh, Fox. I'm not going to go into what that was for because that's not relevant to, to what I'm here to discuss. But what I wanted to mention was that within a minute or so, when they talked about some of the main issues, Miss um, Gillibrand stated that uh, she blames the NRA for gun violence and she stated that gun violence, um, uh, the only thing standing in the way of preventing gun violence is the NRA and gun manufacturers. And she described the NRA as the, quote, worst organization in this country, unquote. Now, first of all, ridiculous statement to make. Secondly, she slapped every one of us gun owners in the face because the NRA is us. The NRA is not some just entity that uh, does. The NRA basically is an organization that promotes the agenda of those of us who are members of the NRA. And um, what was peculiar about that... Well, well, I mean, I think what's important to note is that the NRA was created primarily as a training organization because two Civil War officers said, these guys are coming in from the field to become part of 
the Army, and they don't know how to handle a rifle, and we need to fix that. That was the genesis of the NRA. And yes, there have been a lot of uh, active things that have been done, especially recently, as the Second Amendment has been assaulted for the last 50 years or so, and the NRA was actually a little late to that fight, but they yes. are doing some good things in that regard, and I'm sure that's what she's talking about, not probably realizing the genesis of the organization or what the majority, how much, how many people the NRA has trained, including more military and police than either police departments or the military uh, branches. Mark, you're right on point. I just want to clarify one point. It wasn't so much the NRA was late. We were late. We've had this discussion before. We had our blinders on. Well, it, Many of us yeah. have been thinking of things, but I, and I'll just use the example here in Ohio. Prior to 2002, 2003, when they started talking about concealed carry in Ohio, we were kind of moving along just on autopilot, not thinking, well, you know, the Second Amendment is safe, alive and safe, when in fact behind the scenes, they were the anti-gunners were chipping away at our Second Amendment rights year after year after year for the last 50 years. And then suddenly, concealed carry became reality in Ohio, and a bunch of us woke up. And I'm, I, and I'm one of them. Um, even as a police officer, I had d- different perspectives. I didn't really think of those things. But when I got involved in this business, obviously got affiliated with Mark and started paying more attention to the real issues. Are you saying I changed your mind? Yes, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you woke me up and, and enabled us to get this show on the air, which helped us wake up a lot of other people out there. And it's a good thing because we went from what was the silent majority to now where we're very vocal uh, majority. I, 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 th- I feel strongly about that. We have to continue because the anti-gunners are working on an hourly, weekly, monthly, yearly basis to try to obstruct your Second Amendment rights. And, and this is a prime example of what happened. The beauty of where we are is we don't have to lie to make our point. That's exactly we right. We can just tell the truth. Yeah. And here well, we go. Well, here we go. And, and let me just continue on. Um, when we were listening to the town hall, um, uh, she said she stated several things, a couple of which are obvious lies. Number one, she claimed that the NRA is against the Violence Against Women Act. And I want you, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but the Violence Against Women Act was enacted during the Clinton administration in the mid-90s, 1994. Just look out Violence Against Women Act, and you'll find out a lot about that. Anybody with any right mind would be in favor of anything that is going to um, decrease or res- possibly eliminate violence against women. Assuming and that's what the bill would actually exactly, do. Exactly. Assuming that's what it will do. But there are several provisions in the bill that have been adopted as amendments that the GOP has objected to. And she says the NRA and the GOP object to the Violence Against Women Act. That's absolutely false. I'm the NRA and I support Violence uh, Against Women Act. Anything that we can do in society, whether it's lawful or we as individuals can do, can provide prevent violence against uh, women or violence against any individual is something that we all support. And a matter of fact, we as gun owners, part of the reason we own guns is so that we can assist in that capability. When violence in the form of deadly force comes, we want to be able to step up and make a difference and save somebody's life. And part of the reason we spend such an amount of time in our concealed carry class, making sure people understand the law and understand the uh, explicit parameters for the defensive use of deadly force is because, let's face it, women are more likely to be attacked if for no other reason based on physical size, but there's plenty of other reasons as well. And so they are, as the most vulnerable um, members of our society, they are the ones with the greatest need to be able to use a firearm in enhancing their ability to defend themselves. We in our classes, and the way I've taught for many years, even as a police officer, I say the gun is the equalizer. Um, uh, A woman, uh, typically smaller in stature, 
uh, maybe you know five foot three, 130 pounds, should not have to go up against a person my size in a physical self-defense situation and expect to prevail. Now, there certainly are women who could prevail in that situation, but the gun levels the playing field. An individual, a woman who feels that their life is in jeopardy and or they're going to be a victim of an assault and the courts have established that sexual assault uh, is, is justification for the use of deadly force. Great bodily harm. Yeah, what, some women don't realize that, but it's, it's definitely a circumstance where a woman would be justified in using their gun. But the simple thing I wanted to mention there is neither the NRA, us, nor um, GOP uh, con- people in Congress are against the Violence in Women Act. What they're against are some of the provisions. And I'm not going to go into detail about the provisions. I want you to take the time to look it up yourself and see that any rational thinking individual would not be in or be against anything that's going to protect women. There are certain elements that they've added and or are currently trying to add to which the GOP um, uh, object to. So read it on your own, but understand that was lie number one. Number two, she said that uh, President Trump refused to address the issue of bump stocks following the massacre in Las Vegas, and president, as president, she would ban bump stocks. Well, Miss Gillibrand, let me tell you something. President Trump did do something. Matter of fact, there are people who would argue that he kind of overstepped his bounds certain, to a certain degree when he uh, vested the Department of Justice with the responsibility of finding a way to look into the bump stock issue and finding a way resulted in them changing the definition of um, autom- it was automatic weapon in the, um, uh, in the rules to basically ban bump stocks. And that ban went into effect uh, in March of this year. And any person that had any had to either ter- surrender them to the uh, um, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms or destroy them in a manner that was prescribed by people who say it's an adequate way to destroy them. So um, that, that law has already, the law through reg, legis, or through it, regulation, yeah, that, and that's essentially the, they're banned. It's not a law per se, but by changing the language, they are effectively banned. And if you have possession of them, you're subject to lengthy criminal um, uh, or uh, pe- um, incarceration. So he, here you got a senator who is one of 100 people who are in that uh, portion of the legislature who are supposed to be in, in, in uh, D.C. Um, passing laws and, and, and modifying laws, and she didn't even understand that that is something that got so much publicity. It's not like this kind of snuck in under the radar. This was something that was widely discussed after Las Vegas. It was talked about during Parkland. It's been talked about in almost every gun argument that's been discussed over the last two years. And then there were several high-profile court cases where that specific issue was addressed, and the courts, I believe, ruled against what the the plain language of the law is. But that's a different question. They did rule, and the Supreme Court did not rehear the case and and, and would not uh, grant a stay, which... I mean, you know, if if you aren't aware of what was going on, you were intentionally not paying attention. Well, and then some other things. Uh, I, I'm going to just mention a couple. She said that her four-point um, attack on gun uh, gun violence would be universal background check, which, number one, we don't know what she means by that, and we all know that law-abiding citizens have to go through extensive background checks in order to acquire firearms. So, And criminals will never go through those absolutely. checks. Secondly, she wanted to ban high-capacity magazines and, quote, military-style weapons. That's been something that they've been doing for many, many years, we own millions of those type weapons. They're not used in, in, in anywhere near a significant number of criminal acts, and she's still promoting that. She wants a federal law on gun trafficking. Well, let me tell you, depending on how they've defined gun trafficking, unless you have a federal firearms license, you cannot sell firearms 
and or receive firearms for the purpose of resale unless you have a federal firearms license. So there's already a ban on gun trafficking. And if you do it outside of that, there's substantial federal and state penalties that um, charges that can be filed against you that carry extensive uh, prison time. So that's already in effect. Then her fourth agenda was to ban bump stocks. So here you have a a, con- a Congress or a member of the, the U.S. Senate who's running for president and basically lays out a very vague four-point attack on gun violence, two or three of which are, have already been addressed, and, and she don't even know that there's already things taken care to handle things that she's recommending she's going to do as a president. And, and no wonder she was there because she's kind of the low, low portion of the ticket, and uh, maybe they had some, some prior knowledge based on prior comments she made, but she certainly didn't uh, promote her, her status based on uh, the comments she made in that town hall. Well, she did, of course, play to her base. So those people who are already in that mode, who think that Democrats should be for all manner of gun control, and frankly, you know, when she was an A-minus rated candidate, that was before she had taken all of these positions. And then now that she has taken all these positions and been subsumed by the the far left uh, radical wing of the Democrat Party, which I don't color all Democrats with that because, frankly, the right to keep and bear arms is uh, cuts across political boundaries. But it would be ignorant to say that there isn't a greater number of them on the left side than there is on the right. But there are, unfortunately, there are some on the right, too. Absolutely. You know, when, when um, pressed by the commentator about how she flip-flopped her gun control sta- stance when she was a state senator or state representative in upstate New York to when she became a senator for the entire state of New York, um, basically, she said, well, when she was in upstate New York, she was more in tune with the rural hunting culture and then when she went to becoming a, a state senator, she had to start senator. U.S. senator. Yeah, U.S. senator. She got to she had to get the views and perspectives of what was going on relative to urban gun violence. And the problem with that is she's basically saying that uh, it had something to do with the mindset of the law abiding gun owners up in rural state versus the criminals in the urban areas. Uh, which she was referring to when she talks about gun violence, because we all know whether it's New York, Illinois, Ohio, California, Arkansas, wherever it's at, the majority, the overwhelming majority of gun violence is in the large inner cities. Point, period, end of conversation. That's you go to the FBI Uniform Crime Reports. They break it down by city. They break it down by population. When you look at the total number of homicides, they occur overwhelmingly in large metropolitan areas. And they are it, it is committed by people who are already prohibited from possessing firearms. So they are people who aren't going to follow the law, and passing another law is not going to change that. They're people who already are not supposed to have guns under current law, so changing current law to make it more illegal to do something that's already illegal, which, of course, includes shooting people, is not going to change their behavior. And that's something that politicians just patently can't get their arms around because if they do, they have to admit that nothing they're going to do in passing a law is going to change what they're purporting to be in support of fixing gun violence when the problem has nothing to do with the laws. We have all the laws that we need already. All right, we're going to take our first break for the hour. If you'd like to be part of this discussion, please give us a call at 457-1290. We'd love to get you up on the air. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. After you or someone you care about experiences a traumatic brain injury, you may notice behavioral changes. A traumatic brain injury, also known as a TBI, can cause behavioral problems such as physical and verbal aggression, agitation and irritability, behaviors that didn't exist before the injury. Has TBI changed what's inside you or someone you care about? Doctors at Valley Medical Research are evaluating an investigational drug for behavioral problems caused by a TBI. To be eligible, a person must be between 18 and 75 years of age, have been diagnosed with a TBI at least six months ago, and have aggression, agitation, or irritability that was not present before the injury. All study participants will receive the study drug at no cost. To learn more, please call Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298. That's 937-208-8298. That's Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298, 937-208-8298. The Dayton Gun Show returns to the Montgomery County Fairgrounds Event Center this weekend. Always on target with discount prices on everything you need for the shooting sports and self-defense. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4, free parking. Children under 12, free with adult. Buy, sell, and trade at the Dayton Gun Show, Montgomery County Fairgrounds Event Center this weekend. Advanced tickets, admission coupon, and more info at cegunshows.com. That's cegunshows.com. See you there. Good afternoon, Frisch's fans. We have a $5 lineup prepared for you today. Coming to the plate first is the veteran Brawny Lad, followed by Buddy Boy. Batting third will be the international sensation, Suisse Amis. <laughs> Nailed that accent. And batting cleanup will be our hometown favorite, the quarter pound cheeseburger. Then our spicy chicken sandwich. For the month of June and participating Frisch's Big Boy locations. Get these heavy-hitting sandwiches with our signature crinkle-cut fries for only $5. You make the call. Just gotta have my big boy. Hi, this is Larry Hans. Gonna say goodbye to wet basements and never replace your basement flooring again. Nature's Tone will end any dampness issues, and it's warmer than tile, easier to clean than carpet, all backed by Russell's Promise, a true unconditional warranty. If you're not happy with your Nature's Tone basement floor, the Masetta family will make it right. Great people with a great product, and if you get your Nature's Tone basement floor installed, by the end of June, you can save up to 50% off. Schedule an estimate online at naturestone.com. Like my friend Mike Massetta says, it's not just a floor. Wow, it's Nature Stone. Stock market instability, volatility, and losing money is a big concern. But it doesn't have to be. With a structured retirement plan, you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement. You don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster. Call the Miami Valley's retirement resource and author of Income Allocation, David Gaylor at Tradewinds Financial Group, 800 385 That's 800-385-0437. And tune in Saturdays at 3 for your game plan for retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Put your trivia knowledge and memory skills to the test on August 10th. The Alzheimer's Association is hosting the Battle to Remember. It focuses awareness on memory and brain health while raising funds for people suffering with Alzheimer's here in the Dayton area. Gather a team and come for a day of camaraderie, competition, fundraising, and of course, bragging rights. For more information, call 937-610-7008. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors, underwritten by White Allen. 
Hi, this is Larry Hanskin for Integrity Water Solutions in My Kinetico System. My Kinetico softener I've had for over 10 years. It's still working great. And since it doesn't regenerate in the middle of the night, I always have soft water for my shower no matter how early I wake up. We've also got the Kinetico drinking water system. You know, everything starts with the water, and it's the whole house approach that sets Integrity Water Solutions apart from the rest. Give them a call today at 320-7460, 320-7460, Integrity Water Solutions. We're here from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Well, we've definitely 1-800-GOT-SOME-JUNK. See all that stuff in the yard? Yes, sir. We're moving, and that's just part of the stuff we're not taking. Would you do something for me, ma'am? Like what? Would you wave your arm across the yard? Like this? Wow, how did... That was fun! When you want junk to disappear, all you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. sun, but you'll see some sunshine sneaking in today. Gusty winds at times, temperatures hitting about 80 degrees. Small chance for a stray shower. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. And remember, if you want to get in on today's show, please call us at 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to talk to you. Uh, right before the break, I was talking about the town hall with Kirsten Gillibrand that Fox ran. You might, some of you might be asking, why did you watch it? Well, I'm one that I always like to see what the opposition in this particular case is promoting. I, I tuned in expecting what I heard, but I just didn't think it was going to be as obvious. And Mark, Mark says it best. I mean, uh, when they have no real substance to their argument. All they can do is lie and rely on emotion. The other thing that I I just want to kind of bring up, Mark talked about, she certainly talked to her base. Well, I don't know that her base was on Fox. She stated that she was hoping to try to turn some people in red states to purple or blue, and I don't know that anybody had any mind about them, which is like people like us, we have a mind about us. Actually, Fox News has a surprisingly large percentage of people from the left who watch Fox News for some of the same reasons you watch MSNBC from time to time, but also because they're beginning to realize that Fox really does play it straight down the line in more ways than not, and and you see it in many surveys. the, The point I want to make is that those people, those are types of people who are looking for legitimate information. And when they heard what they heard, even if they feel one way or the other about guns or anything else they talked about, she realized, wait a minute, she's not only flip-flopping, but she's outright lying and doesn't know what she's supposed to know. So, And, and that is very evident by that. And it's going to be evident to anybody. when. So I think she probably did herself more harm than good. Not by being on there, but by being on there and not knowing her material and yeah. then or or knowing it and flying flat lying about it anyway. And that I mean, I, I don't have any any uh, tolerance, whatever, for people who will bald face lie to me, uh, which is one of the reasons why I have very little tolerance for most of the anti-gun crowd, because that's what they do. Well, right now, I want to just take a couple minutes because we only have a few minutes before the next break. And uh, I know. Many of you probably tuned in today to hear uh, who the winners of the raffle down at uh, the range are, and I'm going to just go ahead and... Oh, we can't tell them yet. We I'm going to drag it out to the end I don't want to oh, oh, make them wait till the end of the show because they got things to do. The weather may get bad later on, so I don't want to waste it. Our first prize winner, the winner of uh, Rock River um, Beyond the Basics uh, M4 rifle is Joe. And again, I don't give last names because some of these people want to operate under 
the uh, anonymity. And so we uh, yeah. we're going to be contacting <laughs> you via phone and or email. But Joe, if you bought a ticket, you might call the range if you want. But begin beginning Monday, we will let you come and we'll call you personally and let you know when you can pick it up. Our second prize winner um, is Carl. And Carl, uh, you're the winner of a Glock 43 semi-automatic pistol and a Haas holster to fit that particular holster. Very nice second Nice prize. combination. And third prize is a um, secure it fast box with all internal accessories. That's going to go to Ed. Oh, Ed and, I, was, uh, I needed one of that's, those. That's one of those things everybody can use. This being um, uh, Gun Safety Awareness Month uh, with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, we're all interested in that. And keep in mind, we at Sim Trainer we have the full line of secure it uh, gun storage options, which provides a little bit more versatile a gun storage option for those of you that might be looking for something maybe to stick in a closet, stick under a bed, in a corner of a room, whatever the case might be. There are different ways that you can secure both your long guns uh, and your handguns. And uh, we want to thank all the people who um, participated in the raffle. Remember that your stub is good for 15% off the MSRP of any in-stock, that's a keyword, in-stock new firearm and or any accessory we have in the store. So if you want to use that to come in, bring your ticket, you get 15% off. Um, I'm going to announce next week an additional uh, benefit. So hang on to your stubs. If you still have your stubs, they're good for 15% when you come into the range. It doesn't apply to ammo, but it applies to accessories and any in-stock firearm. I'm going to add something next week after next week's show, so please hang on to your stubs and tune in next week. Well, and we do have a lot of guns in stock, too, so you can I mean, there's a that, that's not a real limiting factor, so if you're looking for something, this is a great way to do it if you've already got your ticket. Alright, we're going to head out to the News Center here in just a, a few moments. If you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call at 457-1290. We'd love to get your input on these discussions as well. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 2.30. I'm Brandon Nicholas with a WHIO news update. Our top story last night, President Trump announced an agreement with Mexico to stop pending tariffs. A meteorologist Kirsty Zontini this weekend. We'll see some showers. We'll talk about when you can expect them coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic. There is an accident to report at Hoke Road and West Wenger Road uh, in Clayton. Police are on the scene. Our top story, the U.S. and Mexico have reached an agreement on immigration as President Trump will not impose tariffs on imports from Mexico next week. Our Washington correspondent, Jamie Dupree, has team coverage with from Washington. The deal features two main concessions by the Mexican government as Mexico will first toughen enforcement along its own southern border to stop Central Americans from trying to get to the U.S., Jamie says Mexico has also agreed to allow the U.S. to send people back to Mexico after immigrants ask for asylum as they will have to wait in Mexico until their claim is ruled on by immigration officials. You can get more on Jamie's blog at WHIO.com. And West Carrollton crews tell us one of two cars ran a red light and T-boned another car just after 1 o'clock this morning. WHIO's John Tisdale has team coverage. 
A pickup truck landed on its side and trapped the driver for a short period of time. The driver, a middle-aged man, was extricated mechanically from the vehicle and taken to an area hospital with no obvious injuries. The driver of the SUV was not injured. We are still working to learn the name of the man taken to the hospital. In Dayton, Cruz responded to a report of a shooting at the club Aces on Nicholas Road late last night. Cruz tell us one person was shot in the arm and a large crowd gathered outside. We are working to learn more information on this on this shooting. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirstie Zantini. Breezy today, highs around 80 with more clouds than sun. Could see a stray shower. A lot of dry time, though, mixing in. Tonight, a few more showers dropping into the mid-60s. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirstie Zantini on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290-957 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar. Some scattered showers across the Miami Valley. 77 degrees in Troy, 75 in Springfield, and 78 degrees in Dayton at 232. I'm Brandon Nicholas, WHIO Continuing News. Hey everyone, it's Nancy here from my amazing friend Christian Hahn at Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. Chris is so busy making great deals. I'm excited. I get to tell you about what's going on in Vandalia. You know, I loved my RAV4 for years. You know that. And when I finally took the plunge on a new Toyota Highlander, I got to experience firsthand that Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai promise. You know, they've got everything you're looking for in a new vehicle, not just Highlanders and RAVs, but they've got Sonatas, they've got Tucsons, all in one great location. Location. And if you're looking for pre-owned, well, Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai has over 300 to choose from, most with the lifetime powertrain warranty at no cost to you. You can shop ahead of time at josephairporttoyota.com or airhyundai.com. These vehicles are priced to move. Great selection, great pricing, and the ease of doing business. That's the Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai promise. Stop in and see Christian. Yeah, you know, I guarantee he's probably going to say yes. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom, so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality, two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. If our plant closes down, it'll close down an entire community. All the jobs will be gone if something isn't done to stop them. Senator Peggy Lehner can save our jobs in Ohio, for Ohio. The plants provide thousands of jobs for families. Over 4,000 Ohio energy jobs are at risk if the plants close. That'll kill our community. Thousands will lose their jobs. We need your help. Senator Lehner can protect jobs, save communities, lower electric bills, and produce energy in Ohio. By passing House Bill 6, we will have an 88% reduction in mandated energy costs over the next six years and save an average of $100 per year on our electric bill. Senator Lehner, families need your help before June 30th. Will you help us? 
Ask Senator Peggy Lehner to pass House Bill 6 before summer break. 614-466-4538. More jobs, lower bills for Ohio. Paid for by Generation Now, Inc. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show, and if you want to get in on today's show, you have about uh, 20 minutes. Give us a call here at 457-1290. That's 457-1290, and we'd be more than glad to talk with you. Um, this past week, there was also an incident or uh, some information that I came across reference to Governor Northam in uh, Virginia and the fallout to the tragedy that occurred last week uh, where 12 individuals were shot and killed by a crazed gunman in a place of employment at a municipal building in uh, Virginia Beach. He came out with his multi-point plan that he's going to convene a uh, um, some sort of a panel um, early, in, I think it's next week, to discuss uh, gun um, gun control measures, and among them are the following, and then I'm going to talk about them individually once I give you the full list. He wants to start with the criminalization of private transfer of firearms. Secondly, he wants a ban on commonly owned semi-automatic firearms. He did not cla- he did not specify in his presser that he was referring to military-style weapons. He said semi-automatic firearms. He wants a ban on firearm suppressors. Now, interesting. Um, to my knowledge, I'm sure there have been, but uh, like the bump stock, this is one of the first incidents that I'm aware of that gained public notoriety where somebody used a gun with a suppressor on to conduct uh, a criminal act. So automatically, because it was used, they're going to move for um, banning it. It's been in existence for, I don't know, 50 or 100 years. I don't know how long suppressors have been out there, but I remember as a young kid that people, they had very crude type. They're currently, you know, very sophisticated as far as the much more effective, the, much more effective. Um, but they've, they've been around for a long time. And I, and I was talking to Mark and I, I can remember as a kid where the mystique of the kind of negativity of suppressors came from, I, my opinion is from the James Bond movies of the 60s and 70s, when almost every episode showed a bad guy screwing on a suppressor before he killed somebody that was sleeping or before he broke into somebody's house. And right, of course them. they made the gun almost silent. That's which exactly of course right. Yeah. Is not we know reality. that's not the case. And next week or next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to do some real life comparisons and I'm going to work with Mark and several of other my, my other tech people to try to make it as realistic as possible so we can at least address the sound differences between suppressed fire, regular fire, and some of the other items that uh, he and his staff have argued um, uh, makes it so that suppressors can greatly in, in, in entice an individual to be involved in a criminal act and maybe go result in the criminal act being undetected. Not the case at all. And uh, we're going to try to do some things to help you understand that if you don't already. We're going to drag him out of his fact-free zone. Huh? Yes, that's right. Um, some other things he recommends is firearms rationing, which he describes as a gun a month, meaning that, uh, um, now think about this, you can't just go buy a gun anytime you want. He's going to ration it to a gun a month. Well, So if you want to buy a matched set of pistols for cowboy action shooting, you're going to have to take two months to get that. Yeah, That's or if ridiculous. Just getting involved in cowboy action shooting, and you want to get your lever action rifle, at least one single action pistol, and a, a short barreled rifle. But you need two single action pistols. Right. Well, whatever the case might yeah. be, they're going to restrict that. But uh, besides the point, here's the the ultimate um, point. Here is that bad guys aren't going to obey any of these rules and laws, and it's not going to have any effect on crime. He also recommends procedures to confiscate 
firearms uh, from otherwise law-abiding individuals without due process. There he's talking about red flag laws where he doesn't want to have to make sure that an individual accused of being crazy and having guns has the right to defend themselves in a court to where a judge would have to make a determination as to whether or not there is a legitimate reason to confiscate an individual's firearms. Um, he wants mandatory firearm storage requirements. Good luck with that. Mandatory lost or stolen firearms reporting. In the state of Ohio, there's already a law uh, um, that applies, uh, that, that deals with that particular issue. I'm not aware what the case is in the, in the state of Virginia, but I got to believe any law-abiding citizens is a victim of crime that when they call the police to report that things were stolen in a burglary or a theft or whatever the case might be, they're going to report that their firearm was in fact stolen because there's not only value, but it's just something that responsible gun owners would do if in fact their firearm was in fact stolen. Um, one of the other things that I want you to pay very close attention to to see how this proceeds, not only through Virginia, but around the country, there's a movement from the anti-gun community to weaken uh, state, in this particular case, Virginia's firearms preemption statutes that would empower local governments to create a complicated patchwork of gun laws. Now, we went through this over the last 10 years in several jurisdictions in the state of Ohio until they ultimately decided that, look, the state law is the law and no local municipality can establish laws that are more restrictive than the state law. Well, he wants to be able to do that. He wants to be able to say, well, we don't care what they do in downstate Virginia, but here and wherever we're at, we're going to do it this way and that's how it's going to be. And those arguments have been attempted um, uh, or promoted uh, around the country, and it is one of the main points that the anti-gun community is starting to use in trying to carry their message across the country. We've had several municipalities in this state, even after preemption was passed, ignore preemption and then get slapped at the Ohio Supreme Court. They've tried very hard to say, home rule says we can make whatever law we want, and it was very explicit in the way that preemption statute was written. They don't have that capability. They simply, if you are a municipality in, or you're a, a county in the state of Ohio, you cannot pass laws or ordinances that change the way gun owners can behave in your jurisdiction. And that's the way it ought to be so that it's not possible for you to become a sudden criminal simply because you drove into across some sort of uh, imaginary or invisible boundary and suddenly now your your rights to be an, an armed citizen have been changed. That's what they're trying to do. That's what the anti-gun crowd is trying to do across the country. Uh, it's important that gun owners and supporters of the Second Amendment recognize that and make sure their legislators know what's going on so that they also will stand up and defend what they've already done. You know, and, and again, Mark, um, you listen to that litany of uh, recommendations that the governor has made in the state of Virginia. None of them would have changed anything None of them in would Virginia have changed Beach. anything at all, nor would they change anything across the country in the gun crime that's being committed. And the other point I want to bring up about this is, and I mentioned to you on the break, is that, okay, we had the tragedy, and it is a tragedy, and, and it, it's absolutely devastating to all the people involved, the friends, the families, the coworkers, the community, uh, that tragic incident, 10 people killed within a half hour of time, and then the aftermath of all that. It certainly is tragic. But we spend a lot of time over the last couple of weeks talking about that, and on Memorial Day weekend in Chicago, again, not like it was the first time, 50 shootings, 10 killings, and other than just a blurb about, it's almost like they're just reporting the death toll. They're not talking about the, the real factors underlying, underlying crime in inner cities. They're not talking about the individuals involved. And it's like they've just kind of thrown them under the bus and said, 
the people in Chicago that are dying aren't as important as the people in Virginia Beach. And I know that might be an overstep, but the bottom line is when you look at the facts, every single week around this country, hundreds of people, thousands of people are being shot and hundreds are being killed by gun violence in urban America, and we just kind of turned a blind eye. And now here's another thing. Well, it's not all gun violence either. Well, right. Who runs those cities? Exactly. I don't want to get political about it. It's yeah. a simple fact. Democratic-controlled a government almost 100% across the country run those cities and nothing's getting done. Yet on the national level and then on the state level to a certain degree, when a tragedy occurs, they want to get up in front of a microphone to an audience that's relying on, and they're relying on the, 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 you know, just the sensitivity of the situation, the emotion of the situation to try to promote things that have no bearing at all, but to the uninformed, to the misinformed, it sounds like, yeah, we got to do something. So yeah, let's do those things. Let's do away with suppressors. How ridiculous their arguments are. Well, they're, they're extremely ridiculous, and it's partly because they're uninformed, and so they take one little snippet, they say, let's run with this, and then it becomes a meme across the anti-gun community. That's why it's important that we be informed, that we know what these things are, and then we can refute those emotional arguments with facts. That's why our folks, uh, listeners, tune in to Shooting from the Hip. It's why we do the research every week to make sure that we know the answers before those, the, those talking points get out there. You know, Mark, just two years ago, we were on the cusp of likely passing two things, national reciprocity, or at least given a serious run at it, and the uh, Suppressor Act. Uh, was, was Hearing in, Protection Act. In November of uh, 2016, right before Parkland, we were kind of on the cusp of that happening. Both well, of those probably the, would have passed. They, they, and it hasn't. But here's the point I want to I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here because I know you've talked about this before. But uh, give me three good reasons people want to own and to enjoy using suppressors. Okay. Uh, thanks for the, all the extra warning that yeah. I didn't get well, I know you this. know it already. <laughs> you told me this many times. Well, for one thing... Uh, it makes shooting more fun because you don't have you don't have the risk of of the noise. It, it's you still may want to wear hearing protection, but it reduces the noise greatly from the point of being dangerous to hearing to being just maybe uncomfortable. Uh, and so, in that sense, it, having um, having a suppressor on your firearm can make shooting more enjoyable. When you're out hunting, it makes it's another thing. It, it's far more polite. It makes it much less of an intrusion on neighbors. In, in many hunting areas, there are people who, who live nearby. Obviously, you're not hunting near their houses or their buildings. But when you're out in the, in, the, in the wilds and you hear somebody shoot an unsuppressed firearm, it carries much longer and with a much sharper sound than if it's suppressed. I, I just want to add one point to that, Mark. As a relatively novice hunter, one of the things that I've been told is it's important for the hunter to be able to hear the sounds of the area you're hunting. Well, when I have my hearing protection in and they're plugs, I can't hear to begin with. So then when I put the hearing protection in, it's almost impossible. So I have to keep one of them kind of off to the side on my good ear so that I can hear um, branches breaking or leaves wrestling, whatever the case might be. And it, it helps me. But had, if I have a suppressor, I don't have to worry about that because when I shoot my gun, it's not going to be an issue if I had a suppressor. So some people, that would be a factor. Yeah, and, and I'll take a third one is for home defense. So if, you ha if you're inside, indoors, and you need to shoot a firearm to defend yourself in your home, and frankly, a 12-gauge a shotgun or an AR-15 are both excellent firearms for that, but they're also both way too loud indoors, 
and you do run the risk, even with the, uh, the, the suppression of hearing that naturally occurs as a result of the adrenaline dump, you still run much more of a risk of causing yourself or other people in, in the residence hearing damage as a result of shooting an unsuppressed firearm. So having a suppressor on your home defense weapon is, is a really excellent idea and is much more likely to cause you less harm. So there's three. Thanks. There you go. And you get an A-plus. <laughs> the NRA would also uh, reaffirm that. You got an A-plus for your lesson today, and you were put on the spot, and thank you for that. But I knew it because I've already had this discussion with you in the past. Um, but the point I want to make is let's look just at suppressors. Uh, I'm, I don't know the numbers, but I'm guessing it's in the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people and or suppressors that are out there. Again, I've been in law enforcement 30 years. This is the first crime I'm aware of where an individual using a suppressor committed a crime. Now, that doesn't mean there are copycat people out there. And uh, certainly that could happen in the future. But when they look at the the proclaimed advantage, they're saying that, well, it will result in the gunshots going undetected. Here's what I know about suppressors. When I'm out on the when I'm working at the range and I'm out in the office, which is separated by from the range from by a concrete wall. um, It's not core field concrete block, but it's a concrete wall. I can actually tell the difference slightly between an individual that's shooting a, a gun that's not suppressed and a person who's firing a gun that is suppressed. So, But I will tell you this, it's not soundless. It's not oh, without no. sound. It's obvious. And to me, it's obvious it's a gun. Of course, I'm in a shooting range. Sure. Now, people well, that we, are in a building like uh, the municipal building, they hear sounds like that. There's a lot of things that they... Because they don't want to think that it's a shooter, they might think it's a lot of other things. Maybe a car badly backfiring outside or like you said mark uh, some people doing a construction project using the um the blanks to shoot nails into concrete block or whatever the case might be um the bottom line is in an indoor facility it's not going to be that significant that they're not going to know what's going on well we do have someone who shoots a pistol caliber carbine that's suppressed and as a result you can when he's uh done you can tell the difference between a suppressed and not suppressed but it's not silent. You still want your hearing protection, especially indoors. So um, I'm glad I passed your pop quiz, but it's this is not really a, re- a very hard test because, and I, you can come up with many more reasons why suppressors are a good idea. Why they were banned and or added to the National Firearms Act really has all, only to do with Hollywood misperception and uh, the mistaken call that a suppressor is the same thing as a silencer, and there's no such thing. All right, we're going to need to take our last break for the hour. You've still got a few minutes left to give us a call at 457-1290, and we'll get you up on the board. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor shooting range and firearms training center, is celebrating 15 years in business this month. We offer recreational and competitive shooting, individual and small group lessons, firearms training classes, including our award-winning First Shots program, the area's best concealed carry course, and a series of advanced handgun courses, which include shooting on the move and at moving targets, low-light shooting, and spontaneous self-defense shooting, among other topics. Thinking about buying a gun? Try it before you buy it at Sim Trainer. We have many of the most popular handguns on the market in stock. Sim Trainer supports youth shooting initiatives by participating in the Scholastic Action Shooting Program, the Steel Challenge, and by offering youth shooting sports camps in the summer. Sim Trainer also sells firearms and ammo and shooting accessories. For more information, go to sim-trainer.com. Call the range at 293-3914 
or stop by the range, which is located at 2031 Dryden Road, Moraine. Experience the Sim Trainer difference. After you or someone you care about experiences a traumatic brain injury, you may notice behavioral changes. A traumatic brain injury, also known as a TBI, can cause behavioral problems such as physical and verbal aggression, agitation, and irritability, behaviors that didn't exist before the injury. Has TBI changed what's inside you or someone you care about? Doctors at Valley Medical Research are evaluating an investigational drug for behavioral problems caused by a TBI. To be eligible, a person must be between 18 and 75 years of age, have been diagnosed with a TBI at least six months ago, and have aggression, agitation, or irritability that was not present before the injury. All study participants will receive the study drug at no cost. To learn more, please call Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298. That's 937-208-8298. That's Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298. 937-208-8298. The Dayton Gun Show returns to the Montgomery County Fairgrounds Event Center this weekend. Always on target with discount prices on everything you need for the shooting sports and self-defense. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4. Free parking. Children under 12, free with adult. Buy sell and trade at the Dayton Gun Show Montgomery County Fairgrounds Event Center this weekend. Advanced tickets, admission coupon, and more info at cegunshows.com That's cegunshows.com See you there. Summer's just around the corner. Is your vehicle protected from the sun's damaging UV rays? Professional window tinting from Zvart Rhino Linings will prepare your car, truck, or SUV for the summer heat. With multiple shades to choose from, window tint will enhance your vehicle's appearance, privacy, and security. All Zbart Rhino Linings window tint comes with a lifetime warranty. Right now, get two doors window tinted for only $69.99. Zbart Rhino Linings, we've got you covered. Find your local Zbart Rhino Linings at zbart.com. For the most part, a lot of dry time today. It'll be a little breezy at times, though, with highs reaching about 80 degrees, more clouds than sun. Tonight could see a stray shower to mid-60s. Tomorrow, passing showers and storms with highs around 80 again. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290-957-WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro, and let's jump right out to the phones, take a call from Jeffy, who's calling from Washington Township. Welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Excellent. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, bring up the fact that... uh, you know, our politicians here, they, they're going after guns all the time. And we're talking about suppressors specifically today. When I was living in England a few years ago, they have much stricter gun laws than we do here. But suppressors are completely legal since 2014 for hunting. Well, and in fact, it's considered rude to hunt without a suppressor in much of Europe. Yeah, a lot of their hunting areas are smaller. And uh, they, they just don't, you don't want to hear gunshots ringing out all over the place. You could disturb another hunter. And I just don't understand why suppressors would be the thing to, to go after when there are countries with much stricter laws that are they're completely okay with it. Well, there's no logic as to why they go after it. But the reason is because they can. If it's a part of a gun and they can't outlaw the gun, they're going to attack 
other parts of the gun, just like they did the bump stock. It had no relevancy. It was involved in, as far as we know, only one criminal act over all the years. Here we have another incident that's very isolated. And so naturally, since the suppressor was supposedly on the gun, they're going to go ahead and try to outlaw the suppressor as well as the gun. The suppressor itself doesn't fall under the um, Second Amendment. The gun certainly falls under the Second Amendment, but it's just a ploy for the anti-gunners to try to figure out a way to run a, and just run a, around uh, gun control. Just a foothold in there to get down a farther road. To yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for your comment. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling the show. No, you know, there, there's an example, Mark, where people... Um, you know, his question is valid. We, yeah. we, we didn't want to devote the show strictly to suppressors. I just wanted to point, make the point that something involved in a criminal act automatically has to be attacked as evil. It'd be just like uh, certain rims on a, in a, on a car that's involved in an accident. If a new, new type of rims came out and a car swerved out of control and got in an accident, they'd say, well, you know, not, not the driver's inattention, not the, um, the speed the driver was going, but because they put these special rims that had to be a factor in the accident, so therefore we should outlaw those sorts of rims. All right, you tripped one of my hot points, and that is, unfortunately, the gun control folks often use the driving as an allegory or an analog for shooting, and it's completely incomparable. And and I know you weren't doing that, no. but that's but that is the one of the one of the ploys that they often use. They say, well, you need to have a license to drive a car. Technically, you don't have to have a license to drive a car or to own a car. You do need to ha- have a license in order to drive on public roads. Yes. So if you're not going to be driving on the public roads, the roads that the public paid for, then you don't need to have a license. Well, if I'm going to use my gun responsibly and and carry it where I am legally allowed to be, why should I have to have a license? If you're going to make that that kind of a comparison, if you're going to do an analog, you're going to have to do it that way. And the other problem is there is no enumerated right to own and and carry um, an automobile or to drive an automobile where there is an enumerated right to carry a firearm or any kind of arm. It doesn't have to be a firearm. And that's why they're attacking the Constitution because... They basically, there's many of them who they, and they make it very, very vocal. There's just a bunch of crazy old men that sat around the room and came up with some ridiculous ideas while they were sipping on booze back in the 1700s. That's kind of the attitude that they take because they just think it's a bunch of people that came up with some ideas that have outlived their time. And there was a statement made this week by one of the Congress, uh, one of the representatives from New York who made a statement that basically completely mischaracterized the founders and what their philosophy was and what their intent was in creating the foundations for this country, using it to promote her own agenda, which, of course, can't be fact-based because nothing in her agenda is. And, Mark, the the evidence of the genius of those founding fathers is prevalent when you look at over 250 years, almost 250 years of history of this great nation. It's the greatest nation on the face of the earth has endured through many, many, many hardships, and the core of our endurance is that Constitution. It absolutely is. And the, and the fundamentals, the fundamental principles that go back even before the Constitution and as codified in the Declaration of Independence, um, has th- those are the kinds of fundamentals of people who really understood what it was to be free and what it meant to be both a Citizen and a responsible citizen that came came with both responsibilities as well as those liberties. The liberties aren't any good if you're not responsible. And they recognize that, but they 
recognized also that people needed to take their own responsibility and do what was necessary to be a responsible citizen. And that was the whole, the, that, that's the foundation on which this is built. It doesn't work if you don't have that. We have to be ever mindful because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to usurp the core value system, the core foundation upon which this country was built and sustains, and we just have to kind of be on our guard. They want to say, you, you can't be responsible. You have to turn that over to the government. We're not there yet. We're not ready for that. Stay tuned next week. I'll bet we won't be then either. Thanks very much for joining us today. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.